0: Hello, and welcome to the latest Lancet Respiratory Medicine podcast. I'm Luke Worley, and in this podcast, we'll be talking about molecular point-of-care testing for respiratory viruses to be published on the 30th of March. Let's hear from our interviewee, the author of the comment linked to the paper. Can you give us your name and affiliation, please? Yes.
1: Uh, hello, I'm Andrew Pavia. I'm the Chief of Pediatric Infectious Disease at the University of Utah and a professor of pediatrics in medicine here.
0: To begin with then, can you please just tell us a bit about the background too and the rationale for point-of-care viral testing?
1: Well, we've known for a long time that most respiratory diseases that uh, physicians see, including those that are hospitalized, are not due to bacterial infections, and yet the vast majority of patients are treated, whether they're presenting to the physician's office or whether they're hospitalized with an asthma exacerbation, exacerbation of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or pneumonia. It's been difficult to change practice because in the face of uncertainty, physicians usually want to err on the side of not missing anything, and therefore they prescribe antibiotics. And this has led to massive overtreatment of acute respiratory infections throughout the world.
0: Can you briefly describe the study by Nathan Brindish and colleagues and what its main findings were? The hypothesis behind the study was that if physicians had
1: access to viral testing results, in real time that they would prescribe antibiotics more judiciously. So the study was designed as a randomized open-label trial uh, of the use of a point-of-care multiplex molecular diagnostic test that detected 15 different viruses. The test was deployed at the site of care, and results were available in about 2.3 hours. And patients coming into either the acute medical unit or the emergency department at a single hospital in the UK were randomized uh, to either have the point-of-care test performed and the physicians got the results as soon as they were available, or to be managed through the usual standard of care where physicians could choose to order viral tests, other diagnostic tests, but they came back in a more
0: standard fashion with results available in 12 to 20 hours. The primary endpoint, i.e. the proportion of patients receiving antibiotics, in hindsight was probably not ideal. Why is this? And in your opinion, what do you think might have been a better choice? The primary endpoint was the proportion of patients receiving any antibiotics. And in both arms,
1: 83% of the patients received an antibiotic. A lot of this, I think, has to do with hospital practice, which is to avoid delay in treatment so that patients who are given a diagnosis of pneumonia or even of exacerbation of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease would get their first antibiotic administered fairly quickly, often in the emergency department or before being uh, transferred for admission. So, if you're trying to prevent any dose of antibiotic being given, you probably have to intervene even earlier than this test could. Uh, A better endpoint would probably have been uh, one of their secondary endpoints, which is the proportion of patients who had antibiotics stopped within 48 hours. In antimicrobial stewardship, one of our main goals is not to prevent starting antibiotics when you're really uncertain about what the patient has, but to promote rational decision-making as soon as uh, the uncertainty clears a bit so that you either narrow the antibiotic or you stop it when the likelihood of a serious bacterial
0: infection Uh, can either be eliminated or reduced to a very low probability. Finally then, what do the findings mean for clinical practice and what now? Well, it's probably too early to really conclude what they mean for clinical practice.
1: This study um, was done over two years, but it was done without real attempts to change physician behavior. So there weren't uh, training programs in place, there weren't clinical practice modules that steered you Uh, towards a preferred result based on antiviral testing. So I think the next step is probably to really evaluate how best to use these tests. They're not inexpensive, and so cost-effectiveness is important. But I think more important is that we need to really figure out how best to make it safely change physician practice. I have a few ideas about that. Uh, The first is I think you have to train physicians uh, to the modern understanding of pneumonia and asthma and ACD, where we, we now know that viruses play a very important part, and bacteria are relatively uncommon. Secondly, I think you, you need more than the presence of a virus. You need some evidence of the absence of a bacterial infection. Right now, the best test we have is probably procalcitonin, which in uh, a number of trials, has shown that if you use a procalcitonin-guided approach to treatment, you can reduce antibiotic use a great deal without any uh, decrease in the outcomes for patients, so without causing any patient harm. So I think a logical next step is to incorporate an educational module and the use of tests like procalcitonin or newer tests that look at transcription profiles that uh, tell you what the probability of bacterial infection is. Having said that, for the clinician today who has access to a rapid point-of-care test, I think that this test shows that it is safe to alter your therapy based on the results of those tests so that you should be comfortable that if you detect influenza, if you detect metanumavirus in a patient who most likely has findings explained by that, that you can safely stop antibiotics.
0: And how easy do you think it will be to make this more of a, a routine thing to use these uh, these kinds of tests?
1: Well, the technology is here. Uh, the platform that was used in this study, it requires a certified laboratory, but it's fairly easy to set up and can be set up in any high-throughput place. There are other technologies that are in the U.S. are what's called ClioWave, which means they can be done without certified laboratory technicians. Uh, the real issue is expense. We can save uh, a considerable amount of money if we can discharge patients earlier. We can save a lot of bad outcomes if we don't give patients antibiotics they don't need. But we have to show that those benefits are enough to offset the cost of adding one more piece of technology to our care of patients. Uh, you know, More is not always better as we keep trying to teach ourselves and remind ourselves.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess that's why more research needs to be done into the cost-effectiveness of these measures. But yeah, the the study certainly raises some interesting possible avenues for future research into the benefits of this point-of-care testing. Andrew, thanks very much indeed. Thank you. And thanks for listening at home. See you all next time.